0: Time for your weekly
1: dose of Wayne's Comics.
0: Welcome to Episode 126 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week, in honor of the opening of Captain America the Winter Soldier, I've got a great interview with Steve Pugh, the artist on all-new Invaders for Marvel Comics. And, of course, Captain America is one of the stars of the book. We talk about how the book came to be and what he enjoys about taking on this assignment, which is proving to be a very successful one. There's a lot to get to, so let's get on with the interview. good to welcome back to the podcast Steve Pugh, the artist on all new Invaders from Marvel and who's done such wonderful things as Animal Man and Hotwire in the past. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm doing very well, Wayne. Thank you. Good. It's good to talk with you again. Uh, why don't we go ahead and get this thing right out of the way. Animal Man came to an end recently, and you were telling me just before we started to record that you haven't had a chance to quite read that finale yet, and I encourage you to do so because it was uh, kind of a touching thing, but uh, what's your opinion about how the, the, they're bringing it to a close with issue 29 and he's going into Justice League United and things like that? Well, what's your feelings about all that?
1: I just want to say that I'm not being diplomatic by saying I haven't read it. I mean, I just haven't had the chance to because, as I was saying, um, I finished up the first arc of Invaders this week and then I had a birthday. and I just haven't touched comics for a few days. So uh, I think it was the right decision. You know, Jeff really wanted to tell a story and, and then he felt like he'd come to a natural conclusion with it. And I think Animal Man is one of those characters where it just works best in these short bursts where a writer really has a take on it and runs with that take and then leaves when they've said what they want to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Grant did it, Jamie did it, Jeff mm-hmm. did it. He, he seems to really kind of let a, a writer say something and, and then
0: move on. Well, you know, it's interesting because so many comics are ongoing and ongoing and ongoing, but sometimes it's good to have a story that actually ends at some point. You know, I, I've read Batman for decades, and I have to say is that every once in a while I kind of wish would just something would stop. <laughs> you know, and it just doesn't. You know, Batman just keeps going. He's this money-making machine, just like Spider-Man and all these other people. They go on and they go on and they go on, and it just doesn't end. And that's one of the nice things about uh, Mr. Lemire is that he does understand when a story is coming to a conclusion. Like Sweet Tooth, for example, had this amazing ending book, which was just a. I still to this day if I'm in the mood I pull that out and I just sort of sit there and sob
1: (laughs) yeah it's beautiful I read it back when we were going to be doing something in DC's uh, Pulp Universe that never happened so I was catching up with Jeff's work at that point and um, I think what you're saying with Batman and Batman and Animal Man (laughs) I know it's an obvious thing to say but they're very different characters Mm -hmm. Batman has his mission built in Mm -hmm. whereas Animal Man has to find something in in the DC Universe to do. I mean, he's kind of a superhero, and he's kind of an actor, and he's kind of a, a stuntman, and he's like a, a regular guy who fits into this situation. And often he's in awe of these A-list superheroes who are around him. And I think he, he just has to kind of, you know, every now and again something will crop up that Animal Man can be a part of, and these these stories and these arcs and these these series happen. But a character like Spider-Man or or Batman have these built-in situations which perpetuate new stories, whereas uh, Animal Man's a a much harder character to perpetuate because you Mm -hmm. constantly have to plough new ideas and concepts into him to move him forward. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult to do that beyond a point where you're almost creating bad luck for him or creating bad situations for him, and it, it starts to kind of stretch the credibility of the character. I think it was brave and the right thing to do mm-hmm. to wind him up. And 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 uh, from what I hear, it was done in a really, really beautiful way. And I'm looking really looking forward to reading it.
0: Well, I highly recommend it. It, it ended really well. Uh, yeah, I, I have to recommend it because, it's as usual, Mr. Lemire has a very touching ending, which, you know, a lot of comics aren't very touching, I have to say. <laughs> it's punching and kicking and running and jumping. And to have something that's kind of emotional as an ending like that was just... It's very well done. So I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want, I, I don't want to take away either the pleasure from you when you get to read it, but it was very well done. And I appreciated that you were a big part of it again. I just thought that, you know, when Animal Man shows up, they should come to you first and not peddle around with all these other people. They should just let me do it. <laughs> well, do.
1: that's very kind of you, but it's been very well established that Travel Foreman's kind of out there mm. take on the character really, really created a, a big punch when the, the series started. And it was a, a very, very important part of of Animal Man not disappearing in the crowd when the New 52 was launched.
0: Well, I liked liked your part doing it when you did the art on it. I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of people who really enjoyed seeing you back on there and were happy to buy the book and and, uh, read your art doing him again. That was just great. Thank you. Now, why don't we move on to what you're currently working on, which is a big deal. I'm just really fascinated by this whole business. All New Invaders. Do you want to talk a little bit about how this came to be and how you got involved with the project for Marvel? The
1: story is quite... Oh, I, I got a call out of the um,
0: – well, I, I got an email out of the
1: blue, and it turned out that somebody was thinking of asking me to mm-hmm. take a look at the script, and it was assumed that um, I was on a exclusive with DC because I, I mainly work for DC, mm-hmm. uh, or I had been. And the exclusive contracts aren't so common anymore, and, and mm-hmm. no, I wasn't. I was very interested. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been talking about – I, I mean, DC had been – you know, there was nothing – <laughs> there was no strong in the relationship. i I'd, I'd done the um the Metallo book mm-hmm. um for the Villains Month and we were talking about what I could do next, but Invaders came at just the right moment mm-hmm. and obviously I knew James by reputation and uh, i I'd be I'd have been crazy not to take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this is a classic group of characters, I mean, back from the 40s and things like that. And I, I got a question to ask you, because one time when I talked with you, you said something that's kind of intrigued me, is that you always felt that when it came to drawing big muscular guys, that wasn't your strength, that you kind of preferred other more varied characters, and I was just dying to ask you about that. I mean, what's it like now to basically draw a lot of muscular guys? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's hard work. It, it really, this is the first book where I've really had to kind of pull out the shoulders and really kind of get to grips with the choreography of, of hitting somebody in the face. It's kind of liberating, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of scary because well, some of the, some of the characters are quite anatomical, like Namor. You, know, you get, get his chest and his arms and his legs, and you, you have to kind of throw that in. And then you get the characters um, like Captain America, who's got this quite elaborate costume now. Mm -hmm. and you have to be careful about not making that too mechanical to show the the person underneath. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a whole new set of challenges. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it couldn't be at a better time drawing Captain America. I mean, the movie's now, and there you are drawing the character. So that's a good thing. I mean, I'm I'm really happy that you're getting to do this right now, and you've actually had a couple months to build everybody up to it. Uh, I just think it's kind of cool. Is Captain America a favorite of yours, or is that he and Batman got together when they did that JLA Avengers crossover that I really enjoyed a couple of years ago. And so I always somehow think that Captain America and Batman are kind of opposite numbers of each other. It's this-
1: interesting. I, I kind of guess so. Although, of course, you know, Captain America's got actual powers and, mm-hmm. and Batman's. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, well, I really, my, my, my biggest memory of Captain America is having this toy I bought when I was about 10 mm-hmm. and I, just loved it i bought a hulk and a captain america at the same time mm-hmm. when i was on a holiday and i i uh, i played the heck out of those things
0: mm-hmm. oh that's cool I, I had you been reading the comics much recently you said like recently you've been so busy you haven't had a chance did you get a chance to catch up on what captain america's been up to recently before you started draw or was that kind of a they just kind of said here's captain america and this is what he looks like and go ahead and put your spin on him
1: uh well no obviously i i once i knew that um i was involved i went right back and, and did the research uh, that was only it's only polite <laughs> to know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean you you know you've got a lot of people looking at you and and uh, a friend of mine you know no pressure he said mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the invaders was my avengers mm-hmm. and uh there's a lot of people who, who have a, a a real passion for the characters and, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's frankly it's rude not to kind of go back and find out what it is they love about the characters and then you've got to kind of work that into the new takes on them as well
0: well some folks don't necessarily want to do what other people have done or or follow the things that other people have the precedents other people have said they want to put their own spin and so I you know I I, I kind of figured that you had done the research on him but you know I I, I have bumped into many artists no, nah, nah, I don't care what they did before I'm going to do what I want <laughs> and I always you don't see those people around very long to be honest with you so it's i uh, I'm glad that you actually did that and kind of looked into it.
1: No, I think it's good that there's books like that, but I think you know maybe for miniseries or you know new takes or or things where you have you know the the ultimates where you kind of like re-examine characters. I, I think that's good. You've got to keep them fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to bring new things to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, invaders wasn't that kind of book. You had to mm-hmm. strike a balance between pleasing fans who had a deep nostalgia and love for these characters mm-hmm. and also bringing something new to the table so you weren't gaffer taped by that history. Mm -hmm. You know, you you had to kind of just recognize that the history was there, but not be chained by it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, one of the characters in the book that surprised me when I was started to read it was the Winter Soldier, who's actually in the Captain America movie, too. Yeah. I just found that, of course, Bucky Barnes, of course, back in the original days was, was Bucky Barnes. And, but now you've got a character who's going to be, I mean, the actor who's going to play uh, the Winter Soldier apparently signed up for like six movies. And yeah. so he's a character that's going to be around for a while. And so I'm just kind of interested about you know, what your feeling was about taking on a Winter Soldier, who's kind of the newest of the bunch so far. What was that like?
1: I wasn't aware at the time that there was there was going to be a, a movie, a movie version, uh, mm-hmm. it, until later on in the process. Mm-hmm. So I was looking more at how he progressed through the comics mm-hmm. and the the history there. And because the Invaders is basically a buddy movie, it's about mm-hmm. these disparate characters who started off together and then went through a lot individually, and now are, are back together and have still got that sort of bond between them, but they've also mm-hmm. got to feel out a new relationship between each other. You know, the Winter Soldier is no longer the sidekick. You know, mm. he's he's his own man, mm. and and then and obviously demands to be seen that way. So, I mean, the character stuff was obviously James's purview, mm. and I was mainly concentrating on getting the right number of pouches on the on the belt, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there's also an element of you know sometimes you know there's, there's some subtle banter in the book you know between mm-hmm. the characters and and the the kind of implication that you know Naaman was a bit of a jerk at times yeah. Yeah. but you know he's their brother and they love him and they mm-hmm. you know if they don't save him no one will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have to understand the character behind the jokes so you can sell the jokes with the expressions mm-hmm. so I guess that's where my head was at good.
0: Good. Well, you know, it, I keep thinking about how you and Marvel are kind of introducing to a whole new generation who probably doesn't know most of these characters, to get to understand them and to find them, as well as the people who have who had been reading them for quite a long time. So I, I, I thought you had a daunting task, but I think you guys have done a terrific job with it. I think you and James Robinson are, are doing these wonderful things. And I think setting them out like into space and stuff was something I really didn't expect.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. That was... Well, I think that was obviously the the gag i i I don't know if people were expecting like a retro book or if they were kind of expecting like a sixth reich to appear or something but i i think i think the way that that james pitched it with having this sort of the um oh i can't remember the uh the phrase but the you know those those space characters that the the marvel universe has and then relating back the origins of the story that was being pursued to the World War Two days mm-hmm. and then having like this object travel through the storyline and, and be the thing that they're all pursuing. It was a really great way to, to, to bring them together because I, like you say, people weren't expecting them mm-hmm. <laughs> to get on a...
0: It's a good time because, you know, they've got Marvel's got Guardians of the Galaxy going on, and that, that the movie's coming. And, you know, I, I'm watching all these different artists draw a rocket raccoon and stuff like that all the time now. So I'm kind of thinking this is a great time for people to go out in space. Because a long time I've been reading comics and people say, nah, we don't want anything to do with science fiction or out in space and stuff like that. We want to see people all the, way, all the time in New York City all the time. And I'm always like, you know, my brother has a saying that, you know, if, if, if this had been real life in New York City... With all the heroes and stuff in there, you'd had to rebuild the entire city like five times by now.
1: <laughs> oh well, I'm a Brit. You see, I, from from a certain you know time, and I, I grew up with you know all my comics as a kid were science fiction comics. Ah. Um, you know that's where my my heart was. Most of my experience with Marvel comics came from uh, the British reprint of the Star Wars comics, oh. uh, Star Wars Weekly. Mm. So I was getting like Deathlok. And the Micronauts, and the Guardians of the Galaxy, and the John Byrne, Chris Clem on Star Lord, which was mm. hugely impactful on me, mm-hmm. hugely impactful. And I know it's not the same; it's not really the same Star Lord in the movie. But I'm still incredibly excited to see Star Lord in a movie. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you
0: because mm. the interesting thing to me is we've reached a place with, like with, with Guardians and other things where the CGI now. Is all you can look at it and you can forget it's computer generated. Yeah. Which before, I mean, you know, I would always look at this stuff and go like, Boy, that almost looks real. <laughs> and now, of course, now that I've seen the images of like Rocky Raccoon and Groot and all these other characters, I'm kinda of going like, Wow I mean, is there somebody in that or is that just a, a CGI? I don't know the difference. And that's the way it should be really.
1: Seriously, there are little works of art though. That that that, that trailer got me
0: seriously excited. <laughs> um, We're not going to see like the invaders bump into the guardians, are we? Sometime in it. A... <laughs> is I, that a secret? I you should tell, tell you,
1: t- but James would have to kill me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, cosmic,
1: cosmic characters that was the phrase I was trying to remember
0: that's, it, that's it. yeah, yeah I, I kind of like that I, I, you know because you don't see Captain America in space very often and you don't see I mean Namor was an underwater character I mean I didn't think that I didn't dream that somebody would want to come and capture him from another planet or something. So the whole thing to me, it's just, it's been an interesting story. And how much input, I mean, James does the, the, like, scripts and stuff. Do you have any impact on the script? Do you make suggestions? Or is it basically, you know, James's writing is such that it's better just to go ahead and follow that?
1: Oh, James is James is very much in charge on this book, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been involved with him. I mean, he's he's very open to the suggestion, and we started off by Skyping uh, quite a lot to kind of discuss, you know, the feel of the book and, and, and like, his aims and what, you know, what we'd like to do in the future. But the actual mechanics of putting the book together, that's James, and I follow his lead, and and my job is to kind of make what he wants happen.
0: Mm. And I'm happy with that, you know, because he's... Wow. You know, well, it's working very well. I mean, I, I've, as I read the books, it, it, it's kind of an interesting way that you're doing the panels and stuff like that. That has a lot more action involved to it. Like, things will be kind of tilted and different, or your perspective is different from what, what I've noticed you doing in the past. So it, it feels like, I, it, it, you know, the Marvel way and doing things with much more action orientation, it feels like you really have gotten into that very well, because... As I read the books, man, the pages are just flying. I'm going, okay, now what? Now what? Now what? And so it's just, you know, I really think you're doing a terrific job on that.
1: <laughs> it's funny because I actually toned it down a little from Ooh. the Animal Man stuff, which got quite wacky in the, in the panel layouts. And I've, I tried at first to make it quite angular mm-hmm. and comparing. with, But I, I had in mind the way Steranko was doing things, and I'd, I'd looked at... These layouts that Storanko done, they've been very kind of on the nose and very kind of clean. Yeah. And I started off like that. And as as it moves along, and as the, the story gets more chaotic in four and and eventually five, where the, the real battles start to happen, then then the the panels start to to rock about a bit, and the 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 panel borders start to kind of get more elaborate. So I I, I tried to start off more contained, especially in the opening shots with the town that, that Jim was living in now oh. where it was, you know, him in the garage and the, and the guy. Mm-hmm. Then we kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> move into weirder territory because James, he uses a lot of character work. Mm. So I have to be very careful to not crowd his balloons because they're very important. Mm-hmm. So basically I'm constructing the pages around Essentially, I'm ca- constructing the pages around the speech balloons to allow them the room and to let the characters have enough space to kind of sell the emotion and doing it that way.
0: Mm-hmm. You brought up a sequence that was one of my favorites in the book so far, and that was when the human torch was trying to live like a normal human life. And, of course, you know, whenever that happens, that never works out. Mm-hmm. And the terrible thing is the, the small town that he's landed in and, and, and been working with these people for a long time, and they've gotten to know each other. And the terrible things that happened to them as a result of that, I felt so badly for him. And I thought that was a nice way, because he's, he's basically an android. Yeah. And for us to feel sympathy for him, I thought was a real accomplishment. I just thought that was great.
1: Yeah, James was really intent. I think the first arc is really bookended by Jim's uh, realization that he's more than an android. He's mm-hmm. more than a machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think they all have a journey, but I think Jim's uh, is probably the most mm-hmm. linear. The one, well, not linear, but the most easy to kind of get a handle on. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's great. I, I really enjoy it. Now, you, you've said something that that fascinates me. You talked about the first arc. How many issues are in the first arc? Now we're at, we're at issue what three or four?
1: Yeah, first arc wraps on five. Okay, and then more stuff happens.
0: Okay, <laughs> of some description. Okay. Now, I, just a couple of hours ago, I got a press release from Marvel talking about the fact that All New Invaders has something to do with Original Sin. Are you Yeah, in-
1: I, I saw that a couple of hours ago, too.
0: Okay. See, the thing that's interesting to me is when they have events like this, I don't often know if the creators on the regular book are involved in that, or if this is, like, let's say because you're busy with the book, they bring in somebody else to do that that, that part of it. Because Jim is, uh, James is absolutely...
1: Up to speed, but yeah. um I like to concentrate on the ground level trend i mean I'm in the trenches making making sure that all the actors are on stage and doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah. uh, uh, and and James is kind of coordinating with, with between other writers I mean just like on rock world, I, mean, I didn't know how rock world was going to turn out, mm-hmm. but that wasn't really my job to know because mm-hmm. it's not like I was supposed to telegraph mm-hmm. an ending, and anything I was supposed to telegraph was in the script. Mm-hmm. So these crossovers can be complicated, mm-hmm. and I think it's usually better if uh you concentrate on it a bite at a time mm-hmm. uh so i don't i don't know i don't know what my involvement in it will be, but mm-hmm. when
0: I need to know y well, you'll yeah, I, I, find thing out i that- well the thing I like though is that obviously the sales are doing really well on All New Invaders because they're involving the group in this event and that's always a good thing I think if, if, here you are doing a group and, and you know you guys took on a challenge I, you know, I have to say is by, by bringing these characters and doing what you did I mean it could have just failed miserably but thankfully I, I'm so grateful that you guys were involved because it flew real nicely and it's going real well I don't know what the sales numbers are or anything about it but I am enjoying the book and a lot of friends of mine, who have really enjoyed the character, say, wow, I don't know if you're reading this book, but All New Invaders is really good. We need to have, get more people reading it. So, to me, I think that what you guys are doing, and I think this is a sign that the book is, is catching on and doing real well with fans, to have it involved in one of the big Marvel events.
1: I think you have to, especially for like a Marvel superhero book, you have to kind of establish that it is in the Marvel Universe, and you have to kind of have it relate to the rest of the universe. You can't kind of stand on your own in a corner because the wonderful thing about the marvel books is you you feel like you're part of something big Mm -hmm. you feel like you're part of a a universe that was a whole kind of bullpen stanley thing you know you're part of something big Mm -hmm. you're part of the experience and crossovers are perhaps (laughs) let's be honest they're a lot of work and they create a lot of problems for the creators but it it, essentially you know the readers seem to like them and Mm -hmm. They bring the opportunity to put your characters to somebody who wouldn't necessarily be looking at your book and give mm-hmm. you a chance to kind of get exposure to to someone who who wasn't necessarily going to take a look at you on the shelf. So you have to be a part of these things and you have to kind of do your bit to make them good.
0: Well, I have to say, you know, because it's not only Marvel, but DC and other books. I mean, like like Valiant has done like a unity business. And so these special events, they seem to draw people a lot more. Because, you know, I've come from the era when a good book was all you needed. You didn't need to know, is this connected to such and such a book or this other one that I don't Mm -hmm. read? See, now the thing that's interesting, and I think it's a good thing, especially with uh, readership as it is, is that it's good to have these events because people get to sample other titles that they don't necessarily, you know, do on their own. And yeah. you never know. They might pick it up and keep going with it. But I, I do like the individual books. So that's what I've enjoyed about All the Invaders to date is that it's had a very strong story with very strong characters moving forward in a way that I didn't expect. And I always I love that in the book, to be honest with you. it's <laughs> great stuff. And so, but for me to see, now that you've kind of established the book and people know who the characters are, now it's time to kind of interact with the rest of the Marvel Universe in my mind. So I think you guys are in the perfect place right now. Is this original sense coming right at, at the right time for people to get this, to try the book if they haven't seen it before?
1: Yeah, well, I think you're
0: right. Okay, because I, like uh, I, I like what you guys are doing. I love the characters. I think that uh, I'm not going to ask for any spoilers and stuff like that. Uh-huh. that since, since the first thing had to do with space, probably the second one might not. But, you know, we'll, we'll, I'd rather buy the book and find out for myself than get any kind of spoilers. So I'd like that. So You said that the, uh, Captain America was a little bit of a challenge because of his, his the new uniform as opposed to the old one. Were there other characters, too? You said you had trouble with the belt from uh, the Winter Soldier and all the, the oh. Wow. Okay. That
1: was really just finding your way with the characters. I mean, that's all I'm I'm talking about. You know, the first mm-hmm. few times you draw them, mm-hmm. you're kind of finding your way with them, and mm-hmm. then they kind of assert themselves. You know, mm-hmm. you draw them, and then eventually their personality asserts themselves, mm-hmm. and, and you find them, which mm-hmm. which unfortunately doesn't usually happen until issue, you know, three or four. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It's a journey, you know. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and well, fire. that was hard. And then it turns out Guru kind of did it all for me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I spent so long mm-hmm. just drawing this fire. And mm-hmm. then the pages came back, and Guru had done this beautiful rendered fire. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Well, that's the thing about it. I, I, I think this is a good time to be involved with Marvel, with Marvel Now, and uh, all the other things that are going on in, in the Marvel Universe. I just think that you're at the right place at the right time as an artist because, you know... I, I, There are, and I I want to be real gentle how I say this, but there are artists who I've never heard of drawing comics, and uh, to have an established artist like you on a book like All the Invaders to me is a real plus. You know, it does, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from the people who I've never heard before because many of them are very good artists. But you know, it used to be back in the days. You know, you had Todd McFarlane, you had all these other people, and people followed the artist from book to book. And these days, you know, it's, somebody with a name I recognize is, is kind of a nice thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very kind of you to say so. <laughs>
0: so I'm glad you got onto that because it's, it's, it's a very strong book. I, I think that people really are enjoying it. And I, I, just, I hope it's going to be, you know, when you said there was going to be the, at the end of the first arc, well, that meant there's a second one. So I'm going, oh, good, this is going to get to continue for a while. It's not going to end up like one of those mini-series that, that suddenly one day just suddenly drops off the shelf and you go, whatever happened to that book? Oh. So I'm kind of glad for that. I'm really glad this is going on. <laughs> no,
1: to the best of my knowledge, we'll be here for a while.
0: Oh, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. That's kind of neat. Now, as far as other things that you're working on, of course, Hotwire was the thing that where I, I got to, to meet your, your work and really come to really enjoy it. How is Hotwire doing these days? Is there anything going on with that character?
1: Um... <laughs> Okay. That, that, yeah, that, negotiations that, are taking place.
0: Okay, well, that's good. Okay, well, don't give anything away because I don't want to spoil anything or ruin anything for that because I'd like to see the character come back.
1: Yeah, so, I, I think a lot of us would like to see the character come back.
0: Okay, very good. Well, that's as long as there's movement, I'm a happy guy. A lot of us guy. would like to see the second
1: series in a trade. That would be oh, the yeah. best.
0: That would be great. Oh, man, I'd love that. That first one was – the first trade was really great. All the extra pages and stuff you had in the back and things like that. So so anyway, Hotwire is – is there's, there's movement, but not something we can talk about publicly. So that's good. Are there other projects you're working on that we should be aware of? No,
1: I'm pretty much a
0: – I can only really concentrate on one thing at once. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, uh, I'm afraid. I mean, I, I've, I've got a few things that are kind of long-term – Things that I work on just to keep me sane. I like to have a you know something sort mm-hmm. of on the back burner just to kind of mm-hmm. fulfill my 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 writerly ambitions. Such okay. As they are. okay.
0: Because like on Hotwire, you did a great job. I thought of writing that too. I, I I was surprised to find out that that was kind of your first you know thing where you had actually done a lot of the writing involved. And I was like, wow. I said because that was you hit the ground running with that one as far as I was concerned.
1: Yeah, I did a bit of script doctoring on on Sharp Man just mm-hmm. because. Time was running out, and it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hotwire was—it was definitely in at the deep end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I—you I, know—the the first story was largely based on a plot that Warren had written. Mm-hmm. Although there's no dialogue from the original, or there's, there's three, or uh, maybe three characters from the original in it, including Hotwire. It was extensively changed, but you'd recognise it if you saw the original. <laughs> Uh, and the second one was uh, wholly original. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was quite a, a chaotic creative cool. process.
0: Well, you know, the good stuff came out of it, so, you know, I'm all for that. I agree with you. I'd like to see a trade of the second one come out. That would be wonderful stuff to have. So, of course, I've got to ask you now, I'm hearing really good things about Captain America the Winter Soldier, the film. Is it coming out earlier over where you are, or is it, is it coming out at the same time as it does here in the States?
1: Uh, we usually get things about a week after you do. I don't think okay. we earlier.
0: Because I think Avengers, when it came out, I think you guys got it a week before America did. Oh, really? Yeah, one of them. one of the Marvel movies hit there first, and then we didn't get to see it for until like a week later. I, I don't know if it was Avengers or one of the ones. And everybody here in the States is grumbling, you know, oh, how can they get to see it first? Why can't <laughs> we get to see it?
1: Maybe somebody re- important was going to the premiere. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> very likely, very likely. Because I'm hearing really good things about it, and I, I wonder, you know, you- you've probably seen just like the rest of us, you know, the, the commercials and things. What's your impression of how of the movie? And of course, you haven't seen it yet, you know, you can't really critique it. But w- are you excited to see the film come?
1: Hugely, the buzz, the buzz from people who ha- who have had a look at it is is really, really enthusiastic. And
0: all I can say is it
1: looks really, really good, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, I, I think that some people are saying it's like the best of the individual Marvel movies so far. And that's kind of a high standard because, you know, Thor has done pretty well. Iron Man, of course, Iron Man 3 was like a blockbuster. It was the biggest movie of the year. Yeah. That year. so I'm, if this is better than Iron Man three, I think Marvel's gonna, you know, uh, it, it is really going to be doing something. The th- what worries me is like Chris Evans is talking about is going to directing after his contract with Marvel's done. Usually that means the three movies. So I mean they could always replace him with somebody else. But uh, when I heard that the Winter Soldier guy was signed for six, I thought, hmm, I wonder if they're gonna re- do like the comic did for a while and put the Winter Soldier as Captain America for a little while. Right. So I was, you never know. I mean, you know, there's there's one of the things about, it's like The Walking Dead. When you watch the show and you've read the comic, you kind of go, well, they could go this way. They could go that way. It gives you, it kind of throws us off because we know what the comic has done. Mm. And so I'm, and when they go off track, I always go, okay, now what? Because I've lost everything right here. I don't know what they're going to do next. Well, usually I'd be cynical about it because Mm
1: -hmm. Hollywood doesn't tend to pay much attention to the source material. But the Marvel movies, the Marvel Marvel movies are a very different kettle of fish mm-hmm. they they really do seem to not be ashamed of their roots not be you know ashamed of of the the, the source material and and the proven success of the stories so uh, i i think all chances are, are good that it'll be a recognizable good experience for the comic readers and for the movie viewers
0: well it's going to be interesting to watch because you know like i said the the pre buzz you know is really strong and, of course, Marvel has I, – I think one of the things that the Marvel Studios is proving is that if you actually appreciate the characters instead of looking at them and saying, man, how much money can I make off of this? Yeah. You can actually turn out a really good movie that focuses on the characters. And, you know, to me, I, I, you know, the, the terrible thing is when when many of these companies get a hold of them is they, they take the stuff, they take the property, and they say, this would be better if we just – totally changed the character in this way Mm -hmm. and then people go to the movies and they go huh what happened (laughs) you know and so for me I think that one of the things the Marvel Studios things has proven is that if you're true to the characters and you're true to the books then you'll not only get the the comics readers but you'll also have other people who are aware of the characters to come in and support the movies and I like I said Iron Man 3 just it was the biggest thing in that year and you know with all the buzz going on with Captain America I'm, I'm figuring it might be the biggest one of this year which is going to be interesting because there's two more Marvel movies coming this year I mean Captain America is going to set the bar pretty high mm.
1: yeah so. it's really 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 impressive how cohesive and, and strong the, the Marvel have made their the cinematic universe you know if you'd have bet on it from outside from just going on the history of superhero movies you would have bet against it but it's, yeah. it's been a phenomenal achievement really
0: you know what some stores do, and I kind of think it's a great idea, the comic book shops will take comics related to the film... And go in and and set up like a booth inside of a movie theater uh, <laughs> lobby, and they'll be selling the books there. And of course, they'll be advertising their store, which is maybe a couple blocks away or something. But I always I always encourage people, if, if any store owners are listening, to be able to take like all new invaders and Captain America and all these other things with, with Captain America and go to a place like this and uh, to a theater and and sell them there. You know, it, you might turn people onto your store, and you might get people reading more of your comics. So,
1: fantastic. To- <laughs> Idea. I highly encourage that,
0: too. Yeah, I think that's a great. Idea. Especially with the All-New Invaders, I think that you know, you're going to get to see a story that you haven't seen you know, in a lot of the books before, and you're going to see characters go places they haven't been, which I always like. I think that's such a great thing. I, you know, To me, I think that you guys are doing such a tremendous job with it, and making All-New Invaders, you know, the, the all-new part, I always worry when people call something all-new, usually, but you guys really are go taking them places I've never seen them go, and I think that's really great.
1: Yeah, I think you get to see Captain America in a, in a different situation. I mean, in, in the Avengers, to a certain extent, he's almost a boss, mm-hmm. and in in the Invaders he's working with his his friends, mm-hmm. really. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a it's a slightly different dynamic. I mean, I know that the Avengers are his friends, but it's, it's a slightly different dynamic and a different aspect of the character as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I like the way that he's got to be kind of like I, – I, 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 sorry, I keep pulling back to DC people, but like Robin was in Teen Titans and like Batman has been sometimes in the Justice League. If you don't have the power, or, or you have to rely on your strategic skill. Yeah. And I think that's what Captain America does a lot of. And his, he has the brains to be able to look out over the whole thing and say, whoa, okay, this this is a weak part right here. Yeah. And that's what makes him, I think, a, a compelling character. Besides, the, you know, the whole business of man out of time kind of thing.
1: So. Yeah, he's a smart man, and he's got talents that he just brings to the table. He knows people, and he knows strategy.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think that you, your art style is fitting the book real well, and I think that James is writing a great script every month, and so I'm looking forward to all new invaders just continuing on. I hope that, and I hope we get a lot of issues out of this because I really am enjoying it.
1: Yeah, well, it's a, it's a it's a new discipline for me. I, I'm up until. Animal Man and Invaders, uh, I hadn't even attempted anything close to a monthly schedule before. Mm-hmm. Well, not in, you know, not in a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's kind of invigorating to be having this much output, you know, this much drawing coming out of me.
0: Oh, great. Well, I, you know, I, I think you're doing a tremendous job as always. I see your name on a book. I'm after it. So I'm going to be interested. Somewhere down the pike, I'm going to be listening to see what you think of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, after you see it. See what your reaction was when you, when you get to see the film. I'm going to be interested by that.
1: Okay. I'm sure I love it it'd have to really go off the rails for me not to like it
0: well according to what the the pre-talk is it's not going to do that (laughs) because you understand the character because now you've worked on it and talked with james and done stuff with Marvel, and so you're going to be able to look at the character with a much more studied eye than say the rest of us who read the books you know it's like singing in a choir you do all this music and then you go up and you perform at one time and all the people in the audience they kind of hear it once and they go oh but you have spent weeks working on this music, and you understanding all the nuances of it and stuff. And so it's like with you, you're going to look at Captain America with a much more experienced eye than maybe the rest of us might. So I'll be dying to hear what you think of it.
1: Oh, okay. But I, we all bring our, our feelings about the characters to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all important. You know that every every character is important to someone in a different way and they all have different experiences and memories of that character and the places they were in their life when they, they read those books so uh, trying to please all people is is very difficult but yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how it works out
0: well it's going to be great and I think all new invaders if you're not buying it now you should pick it up and be sure to give it a, a, a start because I, I imagine when the first arc is done there'll be a trade to come uh with the first five issues in it and if you need to you can of course these days you can go online and, and buy the digital versions of the books so you don't need to wait for a trade to come along you can you download the digital versions and be able to pick up the paper copies
1: yeah i question sure. i think you get the digital copies free with the issues don't you
0: with invaders
1: oh. or is that just that
0: was that just the first one See, I bought the the digital version, so I can't tell you. Oh right, <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I don't to
1: be don't. honest, I prefer the digital because I'm, I'm a very messy person, and mm. I can't keep my comics nice. They're all <laughs> missing, <laughs> all missing their covers, and in a terrible state, and I can yeah. never find them. But with oh. digital, they're always at hand. Oh
0: great. Great. See, I I like them because I've shown them to people like on my iPad, and people look at the color and they go, wow, the color just leaps out. And so to me, I I got a chance to read them on on my computer screen as well. And so I I, I just think that that's the way to go. I I worry that paper may someday go away, although I keep hearing that it's neck and neck right now that people are interested in digital, but the paper is still going to go on. And I would hate to lose the paper experience, but on the other hand, If I don't have stacks and stacks, my whole closet is filled up to the ceiling of comics, and it's not a bad idea to have them on my iPad, which doesn't take up nearly as much room. Yeah,
1: My personal preference is digital monthlies and paper trades. Mm. I really like the feel of a trade. Mm. Um, And they're they're a little bit more unwieldy Mm. in digital without that many pages, Mm. I feel.
0: But, you know, things change. Well, I would recommend getting the trade of this, and I I expect to go out and buy the trade as well for All New Invaders from Marvel because great stuff. And you know, it's great to see you working for Marvel, and it's great to see Marvel doing so well. And I, I really hope we get to see you on All New Invaders for quite a long time to come because boy, it's great. Thank you. He's strong. Had a metal arm. They call him the Winter Soldier. Captain America needs my help. When do we start? We just did. Hey, fellas. It's about time. On April 4th. All right, Cap, I'm in. True Heroes. Hang on. Team up. Hey, Sam. Good to need a ride. No, you're a lot heavier than you look. I had a big breakfast. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Only in theaters April 4th. That's a wrap for this episode. Next week, be back when I'll be interviewing Royden Lepp, the creator of Rust, one of my very favorite books that's out right now. In fact, we should see the third book in the series out in May, and we'll be talking about that next week. But until then, keep reading your comics.